As we uh, get back into God's Word today and we bring to conclusion our month spent in humility, studying that core characteristic of Christianity, we end this month um, by looking at an event in the life of Jesus that is known in the church as the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. Jesus went up on a mountain, and while he was up on that mountain with some of his disciples, something completely glorious and yet totally odd and awkward happened to his physical appearance. He was transfigured into glorious light in the presence of his disciples and joined by some old friends as well. I want you to listen to this reading from Luke's Gospel. And as you listen in, think about the majesty and glory that those disciples must have witnessed with the Lord Jesus Christ and the threat to their ongoing humility that uh, confronted them as they came with the Lord Jesus Christ off of that glorious, that glorious mountain. About eight days after Jesus said these things, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. And while he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud, saying, This is my Son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. Humility is the core characteristic of the Christian church. It is synonymous with the core word that marks the ministry of Jesus, that word being repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. We heard John the baptizer, the cousin of Jesus, say that before Jesus ever came on the scene of public ministry. We heard Jesus say that when he finally launched his public ministry. And we know that that word, that phrase, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near, was passed on to his disciples as a tradition of ministry that was to carry them and carry us to the very end of the age. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is near. That phrase invites from us the deepest kind of humility. It reminds us that we, by nature, are sinful. We have sin that needs God's atoning grace. We need God's mercy and comfort and redirection, restoration to come to us. We know that when we live our lives as Christian followers of Jesus Christ, we know in humility that sometimes we will do right and sometimes mm, we'll be a little bit off base. Uh, parents, you know this, that as you raise your kids, there are days where you are brilliant and there are days where you really should say to your children, I'm so sorry, I was acting like a goofball. 
I, I didn't behave properly to you. I was too hard or I was too lenient. I should have done something better. And to be as a parent that kind of humble is hard. Humility is not just saying, I did wrong to God. It's a state or condition by which we live humbly before this world, and especially those we love. I have to imagine that when Peter, James, and John, with Jesus, came down from the mountain, their chests were puffed out a little bit, their shoulders were back, their head, their chin was a little high, because they had seen the Lord of glory. They had seen the Son of God up on that mountain. Not only that, we are told, but they also saw some of the ancients of the faith that they had learned when they were in Sunday school as little kids growing up. They had seen Elijah. They saw Moses. They were wowed by the fact that these Old Testament superheroes had actually come to hang out with them on this glorious mountain. The effect of that, even though on the mountain it must have been humbling, I can't help but wonder whether when they came down the mountain, it was a, a point of conceit, an opportunity for arrogance. We have those times as well in our lives where something happens to us. Initially, it may be oppressive to our spirit or cause us to be humbled and say, wow, what did I do to deserve this? And yet, uh, incrementally over time, we all of a sudden get a little chesty a little arrogant. I know that when I got my doctoral degree, I was really humbled by the joy that I had and the privilege I had to be uh, trained by my teachers and professors. I was so humbled that my wife and my children had been so generous by giving me time to complete a big dissertation and take time away for study and, and all of those kinds of things. I was very humbled the moment I got my doctoral degree. But then there was that first time where I was introduced as Reverend Dr. Scott Seidler. And, and I thought to myself, well, la-ti-da, Reverend Dr. Well, yes, 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 I am. Yes, I am. I have to remind myself not to get too big for my britches. I have to remind myself that while something that I did and accomplished is in its own right, it's a glorious thing, like a promotion or, or a new home or, or some other achievement in life. There's something to be thankful to God for. That is a glorious mountain to be on. But when you come off the mountain, just remember, you're just a human being. One created by the author of eternity. You're just a sinner who has been, like me, redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And now you are a saint coming off a mountain of revelation where you have learned about who you are and how you are as a forgiven sinner. And now as a saint, you have the ability to bring before this world the message of hope to live out the character of compassion and joy, integrity and encouragement you have those opportunities before you, not because of anything you have done or, or any achievement that you've really uh, put effort into yourself, but because of the call of God on your life. There are glorious things to celebrate in the Christian faith. I want to take nothing away from that. There are glorious things to celebrate in our lives. 
But just remember who you are. Remember who it is that has put you into motion, given you the talents and abilities that you have. Be humble. And as you come off that mountain with Jesus, know that He is never going to leave you nor forsake you. That He's the one that our lives point to. He is the reason we are here at all. It's the reason why we have this digital ministry here at Shepherd. So that whether in person or through digital means, we can reach across the airwaves and have an opportunity to impact hearts for eternity. Yours and those in your life over whom and with whom you have some measure of influence. Well, remember this day of transfiguration. It is a glorious one. And as you remember this day of transfiguration, whether you are on a mountaintop or in a valley, remember that the Lord Jesus Christ calls forth from you humility. In the absence of that humility where arrogance and conceit pop up and rear their ugly heads, and their heads are really ugly, arrogance and conceit are not befitting for children of God, But when they raise their ugly heads, you can call them out and say, Get behind me, Satan. And then you can get back to the humble but impactful life that Jesus calls you to live each and every day. And if you can do that, then you've honored the grace of God that's at work in you. And to that, all of us can say, Amen.